Welcome to the First Church Podcast, a resource of First Church of God in Columbia City, Indiana. Our goal is to provide you with tools that you can use to help you in your new or growing relationship with Jesus Christ. Hi, my name is Jordan Chapel. I'm the middle school pastor here at First Church of God. Welcome to the podcast. Today we are in the book of Ruth as we continue our walk through the Bible, spending one week in every book of the Bible, and I hope this has been a helpful resource for you. Uh, I hope you've been able to engage in it uh, in the context of community and that it's led to some good discussions. And so as we hop into the book of Ruth, just four chapters today uh, makes up our content, and and I really want to talk about the story and then zoom out a little bit and, and talk about the implications for us as Jesus. Jesus followers in 2020, uh, because I think the book of Ruth paints a picture for us that can be helpful in understanding who God is, how he's wanted to work in our lives, and how it is he's revealing his truth to us. So uh, just r- real quick overview, uh, the book of Ruth starts with this this gal named Ruth, obviously, and, and this other gal named Naomi and Orpah, and, and they all get married uh, to these men. Naomi's kind of the, the woman of the household and, and her husband, and then their sons get married to, to Ruth and Orpah, and uh, they, they get married, and then they pass away. And so they're left with these three widows, one who would be the mother-in-law of the two daughters. And uh, Naomi, the the eldest um, widow, gives them kind of an opportunity to leave. Like, hey... It's gonna. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna head back uh, to where I'm from, and this is gonna be really hard, as um, kind of outsiders and unmarried women who are outsiders at that. Like, it's gonna be really hard for you to establish yourself. And so, like, I'm releasing you from that. And Ruth uh, says, like, there, she's gonna stick with her through it. And we see this this idea of loyalty um, that Ruth displays. And I don't think Orpah did anything wrong uh, by going, but we just zoom in on Ruth now. Um, and, and what I find interesting about this book is it, it's so it's so us oriented in the sense that it's very real life oriented. Like we we walk through difficult situations all the time, and our whole life is encountering situations, whether they be difficult or joyful, whatever it is, encountering situations and choosing how it is that we react to those situations. So it's because that we're looking at how Ruth reacts to this situation, especially in the midst of tragedy and death, that I think is a good reminder that these biblical characters that we're reading about are real life people, who walk through real life things and sometimes the real life things were were just wonderful and we celebrate with them and we can we can recognize when those things happen in our life and sometimes the real life stuff that they walk through is really hard Uh, like she lost her husband she lost her father-in-law she lost her brother-in-law like that's a really hard thing to walk through and so it's just, as we read through this and we're, we're a little bit into it, it's just a reminder for me that the people that God worked with in, in the Bible, they are, we are disconnected by culture and time, but we're not disconnected inside of the human experience. And I think that can help us understand, again, who God is and how he's wanting to interact uh, with us because we're not, we're not so far removed from the emotions and the things that these characters feel or are felt that we can't relate with them 
ourself. And so uh, Ruth is there. She's with her mother-in-law, Naomi. No husband for either of them. And, and Ruth is out to get some food, and, and she's uh, she's kind of in a field working just to get something for him to eat because, again, they're widows. And in this culture, uh, that would have been a really hard thing uh, to walk through when you're without your husband. And, and so she's out getting food, and, and this guy named Boaz, they run into each other and they meet. And, and she goes home to uh, to Naomi, Ruth does. And she says, hey, I met this guy named Boaz today. And that makes her so happy. And Naomi just kind of exclaims, like, he is our family redeemer. So uh, this idea of family redeemer is this idea that when a uh, a woman again would have her husband would have passed away she would have been widowed a family redeemer is someone from uh, their kin from their family who would have stepped in uh, to marry the woman to care for the woman to provide for the woman to do all these things that the woman on her own wouldn't have been able to do in that culture um, the the man stepped in and helped and provided in those ways and so uh, there wouldn't have been a, a way for her to do some of the things that she would have wanted to do to like grow and develop in her life. And so uh, having a family redeemer would have been a crucial part of this process. And so they get really excited and they make a plan. And uh, Ruth goes to Boaz, asks if he will redeem her family. And Boaz says yes. And uh, there's a few other things that happen in the midst of the four short chapters. But that's kind of the essence of it is Boaz redeems what is broken in the death of her husband says, yes, I'll redeem your family. I want to be a part of this process. Like, I love you. I admire you. Um, And and so brings their lives together so that as they move forward, Ruth Ruth will be able to be provided for. Naomi Naomi will be able to be provided for. um, And they can kind of grow together as a family, Boaz redeeming her family. And so as we zoom out from this, what I find fascinating about it is this picture of the gospel that it paints for us, that when we were dead in our sins, when we couldn't do anything uh, to, to kind of muster up enough faith or courage or strength on our own to fix the sin problem we have in our lives, uh, Jesus came to redeem and, and to restore what was broken. And so long, long before Jesus came to restore or redeem what is broken. We have this picture in the book of Ruth uh, of Boaz redeeming and restoring what was broken in in this marriage and not being able to be provided for. And it got me thinking about this idea of redemptive analogies or redemptive parallels and, and how God in his grace, a good gift of God's grace, are these are these stories that we can look at and draw such tight parallels to um, to how God is wanting to interact with us? One of the stories that that comes to mind is the story of a missionary who was working with this unreached tribe. So like little to no access to the gospel until this missionary got there. And one of the the key characteristics about this tribe that he was working with was they were like a really violent culture. They were, they prided themselves on war. They were constantly at war with their neighbors. And so uh, the missionary is trying to figure out how in the world can he uh, share the gospel? Like it just seemed like they weren't getting it. And then he discovered a ritual that this tribe had when making peace with another warring tribe. 
And so they, uh, they, what they would do is when a peace offering was wanting to be made, the tribe who wanted to make peace would offer the son of the tribal leader to the other tribe as a sacrifice. And when the missionary heard this, he immediately, his mind started to reel about like how, how this is such a perfect picture of what the gospel is, that when we weren't at peace with God because of the disobedience in our lives, he sent us Jesus, and because of Jesus, we can know and experience redemption. And, and so he used this as a launching point to share what the gospel was, and, the, and, and it's such a cool story uh, to hear how the tribe responded to that. And so it, it's stories like this, that as we look at the world that God created and then that is fallen, I think so often we can see these redemptive analogies in our lives that will just help us understand God a little bit more and I hope draw our hearts to worship as we again begin to understand who God is and how he's wanting to work in our hearts and in our souls. So my encouragement for you today, my challenge for you today, my question for you today is to look around at what are the redemptive analogies that God has placed in your life? Not for you to walk past, not for you to ignore, but what are the redemptive analogies that that you can look at and be reminded of God's goodness and his grace and his love and his mercy and be drawn into a fuller expression of worship because you see how God has worked in your life and you remember what he's brought you from. He's brought you from death to life. So look around for those redemptive analogies that are in your life uh, that remind you of the covenant that we get to live under, the new covenant that Jesus instituted by the shedding of his blood for the forgiveness of sins.